0: Welcome to a Forty Guard Threat Intelligence podcast. This is episode twelve. I'm Alex Harvey. My name is Douglas Santos. Uh, this week we've got three vulnerability, well, vulnerabilities and threats: uh, Shamoon v3, um, the fake email threat bomb, or uh, the uh, extortion emails that were going around, and then the SQLite Light vulnerability, also called Magellan. So with that, we start with Shamoon, um, which is a disk wiper, also known as uh, Distract. Um, so wiper viruses are designed to basically overwrite data on the mm-hmm. disk and make the disk, the hard drive, unrecoverable. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. idea is that they'll destroy something called the MBR, the Master Boot Record, or basically the uh, index cards for the filing cabinet called a hard drive. Mm-hmm.
1: So they won't be, I uh, won't be able to
0: find it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you won't be able to find any <laughs> yeah, of your yeah. files. Very difficult to recover. Yeah. Um, it also is known to overwrite other data as well, but that's mm-hmm. its main target is to overwrite that. Mm-hmm. So this. Malware had its start in 2012, where it did a lot of damage um, around the oil industry in 2012, causing basically massive outages uh, in oil production,
1: yeah, especially in Saudi Arabia. Yeah,
0: Saudi Arabia yeah. was one of the targeted countries that were targeted th- mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and even this time that we're seeing a rebirth of it in this new mm-hmm. version, it is primarily targeting, again, the Middle East. Yeah. Um, primarily, most likely because of how it's being spread more than anything else, as mm-hmm. in its it's being spread and it's sticking to that region. Yeah. And,
1: and because it's a disc wiper as well. Yeah. There's no there's no money involved. They're not after uh, political yeah. uh, information, uh, intellectual property. They just want to. Yeah, just disrupt. Downright it. destruction, right? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, so this one, it's, in 2012, it did a tremendous amount of damage. Mm-hmm. This rebirth of it is nowhere near as damaging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also not just targeting um, oil this time, it's also affecting essentially. Um, oil, gas, um, environmental kind of uh, power generation. It's basically targeting the energy industry this time. Um, but it's doing similar damage as it's done last time. Nowhere near as widespread, but the same kind of disruption mm-hmm. impact um, to certain industries.
1: Yeah, and it's its being, uh, the way it can uh, move laterally into a network, it's, it's, it reminds us some of the ransom worms we've seen in the past. I just want to cry in the because it is able to uh, move laterally using the SMB protocol, yeah. uh, kind of like the, the same way that the 2016 version, this, the version number two, it uses stolen credentials to move around the network. Yeah. So it, 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 this, this third version, it exhibits uh, similar behavior. So it's, yeah. it's very quick and infecting the whole network.
0: Yeah, so it's the wipers, that's one of the things that they have in common usually is they have their initial vector in, and then they usually, a lot of them have uh, worm-like behavior mm-hmm. to allow them to spread around the network. Um, this is one of the areas where se- network segregation is key and potentially air-gapping critical or at least heavily isolating critical networks is a mm-hmm. key aspect to a good defense, mm-hmm. um, especially with something like a wiper virus. Because the wiper virus, essentially, once it's there, your only recourse is backups, mm-hmm. offline backups. Yeah, Let's yeah, be offline, very, yeah, yeah. very, very, very <laughs> clear on that one. If, <laughs> if you're storing it on a USB disk that's connected to a machine that just yeah. got infected, it's most likely wiped the USB disk as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you need some form of offline backup as well. Um, Moving on to the the email threat, so this one's a little bit interesting, Um, it made the media very briefly and then was kind of not really suppressed, but kind of um, less talked about. Um, The US, New Zealand and Canada were the ones that were targeted with this one. Um, So this is, and it was an extortion scam, Um, it was an extortion scam that basically threatened to detonate a bomb in the building that you were working in. they usually had a little bit of information about what building it was, but it was still fairly generic information. Mm. Um, it was written in a way that kind of alluded to, you know, it's not just you paying. It's kind of everyone in the building paying as well, but you better pay or else, you know, things will blow up. And it was very clear, we're not terrorists. We're just trying to make <laughs> money. Um Yeah,
1: that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add up. If you're you're threatening to bomb a place, you're automatically a terrorist. terrorist, There's no way around it. There's no (laughs) way around
0: it. So this caused a lot of issue all over New Zealand, Canada and the U.S. where buildings were evacuated, police were involved, um, buildings were swept for bombs, nothing was found. Um, So the FBI actually put out like a bulletin to um, police forces stating that, you know, these were not most likely not credible threats, but they need to be, you know, still looked at and evaluated. Mm -hmm. Um, so the FBI got involved in the investigation, as well as a lot of local police departments, including New York, um, New York City police, because there was a bunch of uh, buildings in New York City that had to get cleared. Mm-hmm. Um, most likely, they were the first ones to kind of be, quote-unquote, hit by it because of them being East Coast. So their business day would have started before um, cities more to the West. So that would have been one of the reasons why that area probably had more of an impact from it um, than as you moved mm-hmm. further West. But yeah, so it caused a whole bunch of buildings to get involved, and basically the FBI. So all I can say is if you're going to do an extortion email, (laughs) maybe don't get the FBI on your case. Don't use use bombs. Yeah, don't Don't use words like bombs. That's a bad one because that gets the FBI involved, and that's not going to be a good day for them. So we're going to follow up with this one and see if anything comes of it. I strongly suspect from the extortion point of view – Um, They were fairly crafty in using unique Bitcoin um, addresses. So they were asking for $20,000 or equivalent in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were using unique addresses in every single one of the emails, at least that were sent back to researchers. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it was each email essentially was individually, quote unquote, automatically crafted. Um, But I'm sure it'll be interesting to see with the investigation exactly what happens. Unfortunately, because each one of the... um, the addresses for Bitcoin were unique. There's no way to actually know if they got any money or not mm-hmm. um, because the address being unique. Having said that, 20,000 is a large enough amount mm-hmm. that I struggle to see that they would have had that much success. Yeah, in, I don't think so. In getting <laughs> much from it, but maybe yeah. they did. Um, it'll be really, really interesting to see what happens long term with this one.
1: Yeah. And that, that comes uh, right after we've seen uh, some cases of sex- sextortion as well, right? Yeah. so yeah people are, <laughs> are that was the cheating, that uh, was
0: the webcam one where yeah. they were sending out emails similar structure and in, uh, in nature being like we have videos of you watching mm-hmm. porn via your webcam mm-hmm. we will you know leak it to the media unless you pay us x amount mm-hmm. of dollars um so it's it's in this similar vein to mm-hmm. that one but i think they finally crossed a line yeah. where they caused actual real world disruption mm-hmm. which isn't a come down on them with a little bit more heat than they anticipated. Yeah, I
1: don't think they'll see coming. Yeah, I don't think, they've, they've <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they, they thought that one through. Yeah.
0: And then the last one we have is an SQLite vulnerability. So I'll start off by saying that the information, the details for this one have mm-hmm. not been fully disclosed because it is in so much yeah. software out there. Um, so this one's an important one. Mm-hmm. SQLite exists mm-hmm. <laughs> in almost every single piece of software and device that you use or own. Mm-hmm iOS uses it behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Almost a lot of iOS apps use it behind the scenes. Skype messaging Skype messaging uses it. Browsers use it behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost every application that you use will have some SQLite in it. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is SQLite is a great way for them to store data and query it and pull it back Mm -hmm. out. And the library is fairly lightweight. And it's high performance, relatively speaking, and it works very well. And generally speaking, it's very rare that it has vulnerabilities or bugs. It's been very stable for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite well written. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't seen a lot of vulnerabilities in it. This is one that we're now seeing. Um, they're saying it's very severe. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. patched in 3.26.0. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are gonna assume that you know, this was just released, well not released fairly recently. Um, they're gonna give it a little bit of time for people to update everything from their web browsers Mm -hmm. because all major browsers are currently affected by this. So there's gonna be a lot of software updates in the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. And hopefully by the end of those 90 days, most critical things will be patched and updated. Uh, But if you have internal systems that are written, take a look. Um, SQLite is often used for the lighter weight applications, Mm -hmm. um, which is actually a little bit more difficult to track. It's the stuff that's not necessarily um, front and center, Mm -hmm. it's going to be used in a lot of the smaller applications behind the scenes. Yeah, and
1: all all it needs uh, is for a user to visit a web page, a a web page, and then it will probably uh, do a query uh, on on the SQLite, and code execution can be be achieved. Probably something around those lines. It's not very clear. It's not very clear. But there's there's user interaction that's going to be needed. Yeah, so that's...
0: Through the um, the Web SQL API mm-hmm. that's built into most of the major browsers, mm-hmm. which basically provide like an SQLite functionality in the web browser mm-hmm. running in the web browser core. So that affects like Chromium, um, Brave, uh, Firefox, like all the major browsers that provided mm-hmm. that API. Edge, um, Edge that provided that API. So that's going to be one of the the issues we're going to run into is that mm-hmm. the most vulnerable and biggest exposure point for everyone is going to be their web browsers. Yeah, for sure. So make sure your browsers are updated. Isn't going to be the big one coming out with that one. And we'll hopefully have actual details for you guys next. And with that guys have a great holiday. Or finish. or I guess the holidays are now over. So hopefully you had a great holiday. Yeah.
1: Thank you guys. See you have next good time. One.